Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sopa. Busy Living Sopa. Busy Living Sober. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 249. You have me solo. I was going to have JF on, but guess what? It didn't happen. He's too busy. I'm too busy. So you just get busy. Busy Living Sober so funny I was supposed to meet somebody this weekend and she was like my son we were supposed to meet and she's like busy's just too busy being sober and I guess that's a true statement I am busy living sober and my topic my topic today is uh sober not ashamed and is um dealing with mental illness and you know I've talked about this on numerous occasions but I wanted to talk about how you know, drinking and alcoholism falls underneath the umbrella of mental health. And I was listening to a online, listening to somebody on one of those social media platforms. And she was talking about how one of her loved ones is battling uh, addiction as well, alcoholism, and how they aren't using that as a crutch though. Um, you know, we all have, we, there's so many people that have this disease. You're not alone. If you're listening to this, you are one amongst many. The problem is how many people really get sober? Not a lot, right? And how many people stay sober? Not a lot. So getting sober and realizing that you need to break up with alcohol is, um, is a huge decision. I congratulate you if you're listening and that you want to at least embark on maybe quitting for the rest of your life and how you're going to do that. And, um, it's a scary thing, right? It is so scary to give up your best friend, alcohol. And I had so much shame in my life surrounding addiction and surrounding alcoholism that I never, I didn't want to do it. I was like, the last thing I wanted to be was an alcoholic because everybody in my family, if you were an alcoholic, they were like, you're an alcoholic, they're an alcoholic. Like it was something like you could catch or something horrible, but no one talked about it like there was a solution to it. It was like, you got it, you're going to have it forever and you can't change it. And I think that's kind of bullshit. It's like, we need to be supporting people that decide to get sober and supporting people that realize they have, uh, that they're addicted to alcohol. Like every time they get drunk, bad things happen. Or not only that, but when bad things happen, it happens to be that when they're drunk. So getting to that place is a huge place to get to, right? It's a huge place to admit, oh my gosh, I have a, a drinking problem and I want to change it. I just don't want to be like other members of my family or people that I know that have died of alcoholism. People don't want to say it's even coroner's offices, which is kind of weird. They don't ever say they died of alcoholism when they know that the person has died of alcoholism. They say it's natural causes or they say that it was heart disease or whatever they say, but alcohol has a huge impact on our bodies. Uh, they're, it's not like a great thing we're putting in our bodies. As much as society says, oh, drink, and you watch the housewives drink, drink, drink. And the reality is, is a lot of people, a lot of us out there can't drink. I need to we think we need to be celebrated that we can't drink. And if you can't drink and you're not drinking right now, I wanna applaud you because it's a huge deal because everybody around us is doing it. And when you say, you know what, enough is enough, time out, get me out, I'm done. I, I wanna break, I don't wanna do this anymore. And for people to respect you 
and honor you and help you through the process is what Busy Living Sober is all about. It's about getting out there and saying, you know what? No more shame, no more stigma, no more feeling bad about the fact that this is what I have. Because every family in the world is afflicted by this somehow, some way. I don't know anybody who has maybe families that don't ever drink. Maybe in countries where no one drinks or it's illegal to drink, they don't have this disease. But in America where I live and other places in Europe, it's a prevalent. And right now with what's going on with the world, it's prevalent. Okay. So if you are out there and you have a problem with alcohol and you're here listening and you're like, you know what? I need to do this. I need to do this. And I'm having a hard time and I'm stumbling over my feet and I messed up last night or I've already messed up today. I already had some. You can change today right now. The minute you're listening to this right now, you can change your life. You can say, I'm not going to do it this minute. And then you're going to get to another minute. I'm not going to do it this minute. It's reaching out to somebody. If you're drinking enough, you need to call a doctor. You do not need to do this by yourself. Go to an emergency room. Make sure you're getting off alcohol the proper way because if you detox off of alcohol and you don't do it properly, you can die. Did you know that? You might not have known that. You think, oh, I'm just going to quit. It's going to be okay. And I'm just going to quit on my own. And I'm not going to get anybody to help me. You need to get somebody to help you. The problem is, as is alcoholics, we normally don't want help. We're like, we got this. I got this. I don't need any help. I've been running the show for so long. I don't need any help. Well, I have to tell you, the minute I came, went into a room of, I go to, you know, when I went to a 12-step meeting and I raised my hand and I said, hi, I'm Elizabeth. I'm an alcoholic. It was the first time I ever had freedom real freedom because I finally raised my hand and I said who I really was. I was like, it doesn't matter. All this other stuff I am, like whatever, mom, dad, husband, wife, what? I'm not a husband, but I am a wife and I am a mom and I am a sister. I'm all these things, right? We have all these labels that we are, but the only thing that I really wanted to focus on was the fact that I was an alcoholic and that I wanted to change. And I wanted to change. And I can't believe it's almost like this summer is a big, it's going to be 15 years of God willing in August. And I think about it because I feel like I'm still a newcomer all the time. I feel like I'm brand new at quitting. I feel like I want to get better all the time. I want to reach out for help. I want somebody to lend their hand. I want them to lend their ear. I want someone to listen to me and not judge me. Still, still, people aren't nice. That's a fact. Our government is screwed up. That's a fact. Okay. Americans, we're fucked up. I swear to God, right now, people are just like with what's going on with COVID, the election, the hate, the animosity, the what's going on with mental health and underneath that huge umbrella. I mean, it's just screwed up. And I have to tell you, I have finally decided that I'm getting to this place where I can't judge anybody. Like if you want to do what you want to do in the comfort of your home, do it. Good luck to you. I wish you the best. If you have a problem with alcohol and it's hurting you personally, you yourself, you're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this. I haven't had a drink in two years. I haven't had a drink in a year. I haven't had a drink in 24 hours. I haven't had a drink in six hours. I haven't had a drink in five hours. You want to do that? I can help you with that. I can tell you that you can reach out and ask for help. You are not alone. I'm going to keep saying that. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. So many people are out there battling this disease and it's getting to the place that you're like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. People talk about bottoms. 
what a bottom is for drinking. Like I finally got to the bottom. Well, what is your bottom? Is your bottom that you've lost everything? Or is your bottom that you've just lost yourself? Has your bottom just been that, you know what? I wake up in the morning and I don't remember what I did last night. And I don't like that I do that. I woke up in the morning and I yelled at my husband last night. I don't remember what I said, but I think pretty much I was not very nice. How does that feel? How does that feel? It feels like shit when you wake up and you don't remember what you said and the person's mad at you. And then you're like, what did I say? What did I do? Oh my gosh. It was crazy. How did I deal with that? I'm going to put this on pause for one second because the guy's here. Hold on one second. Back, I'm back. I had to run and get the door. I didn't realize JF was going to get it. And he's working and just multitasking. It's one of those Tuesday mornings. But um, I know that I was saying reaching out for help. And I know asking for someone for help is a hard thing. Admitting that... Um, the alcohol has beaten us up. It's a hard thing. It's a hard, hard thing to do. And um, my train of thought, it's so funny. I do this podcast and people write to me and it makes me feel so good that they say that they listen to my podcast and they feel better. And I'm so glad that that is true because, you know, I don't make any money or do anything with this. This is just to help the fellow alcoholic that's out there suffering and to let you know that you're not alone. And to let you know that you can do get one more day, one more day, 24 hours, that's it. Cause you're not even up for 24 hours, hopefully. And how do you do this? It's, um, you know, I was at a 12 step meeting this morning where they talked about a blueprint for life. You're like, how do I live my life if I can't drink? Okay, I'm ashamed of the fact that I am this. I'm ashamed that I am this because society still in some facets says that it's the homeless person and that has their bottom bottle in a bag. And it's not someone that's successful when that is a big fat lie. A lot of people that are successful can have a problem with drinking. Lots of presidents, presidents of the United States, congressmen, doctors, lawyers, people that we put on these pedestals that we think are better than us are alcoholics. No one's better than you. If you're listening to me and you've got a problem with alcohol, you've got to realize that no one is better than you. They might have a little bit more education than you. They might have a bigger house than you, a smaller house than you, a fancier car than you. They make more money than you. But does that make them better than you? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think actors, I don't think famous people are better than you. Do you think that these celebrities are better than you? because they were willing to go that extra mile to get famous, sometimes putting themselves in a place that you would never dream of, would you be wanting to do that? I don't think so. So why would you make them better than you? They're not better than you. You're just as good as everybody else out there and you're worth saving and you're worth taking the time to say, you know what, what am I gonna do? What's my blueprint for my life so that I don't have to pick up a drink? So if you're a daily drinker, you're gonna need to call your doctor first. You're gonna have to say, you know what? I'm gonna call my doctor as uncomfortable as this is, and I'm gonna tell them what I've been doing and ask their advice. I'm gonna call my doctor and now there's telehealth. So you could actually call someone from your home and say, I have been drinking this amount, tell them the truth. I know a lot of times we wanna say, oh, I only have three a night. Three what, three bottles? That's the truth, that was for me. I did not have just one drink. I had a one glass, I can tell you this, during my active alcoholism, I had one drink, one glass that fit an entire bottle of wine. 
So I said, I only had one glass of wine or I only had two glasses of wine. That was two bottles. Tell the truth. Go on one of those things. Call someone. Tell them where you actually are. And if you need medical assistance getting off alcohol, because if you do, reach out. Don't do this by yourself. Reach out to a friend. Find someone that you can tell the truth to. It's imperative. It will save your freaking butt and your life by taking the time. What else are you going to do? I know a lot of people have, AA has a horrible rap and people don't want to do it. But the great thing is still there are meetings on Zoom. So you can call in and it can just have your phone number or it can just say iPhone or it can just say Galaxy and you can participate in a meeting and not even say anything. Just sit there and be a voyeur. Like you are on, you know, people don't realize that when they go and they scroll Facebook and they scroll Instagram, it's a very, it's very close to voyeurism, I think, because it's like you're going and you're peeking into somebody else's life that you're just like, that's what they're doing. Their life looks so much better than mine, but you have no idea what their life is like. No idea. It's all bullshit. Smoke and mirrors. We, us putting other people up here. The only thing is God, Buddha, Allah, whoever you want to call it, the universal spirit that you have to be conformed to. That is it. If God wants us to be a certain way, if your religion says it's the 12 commandments, all it is is to be nice and loving and caring. And the first person you have to fall in love with is you. And that is the hardest one to fall in love with. At least it was for me. Falling in love with myself. <laughs> I still have to do it. I mean, I can tell you that I got up this morning I went on a meeting. I'm having major tooth issues. I have to have a tooth pulled in like a half an hour. Actually, in a half an hour, I have to have a tooth pulled from my mouth. I'm not very excited about it. In fact, I'm kind of nervous about it. But anyway, it's causing me so much pain and I'm just going to go do it. But I left my house and I went on a walk and I got, went to that dark place. Like, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. This person is so much better than me. This person is so much has so much more going for him than I do. I'm a loser. That's what I started to think. And then another friend, one of my board members of my personal life, I love that she named it that, um, said, you're worth it. You're lovely. You're an amazing person. And if you're out there and you're listening to this, I wanna say, you're lovely. You're a beautiful person. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. You are worth it. Your head lies to you. I know what I was talking about when I sat down. I was talking about how people aren't nice. A lot of people aren't nice. I assume that everybody's nice. That's my, I mean, that's, I'm, I was going to say I'm stupid. I'm not stupid. But I think people are all supposed to be nice and they're not nice. A lot of people aren't nice. You have to find your tribe that is nice. And sometimes the tribe is only going to be like one person. My mother used to say to me all the time, Elizabeth, if when you die, you have five good friends that love you and love you unconditionally and will be there for you. If you have five friends, you've got, you've got it made. And I think she's totally true. We, it, that's so right. My mom was so right because there's so many people that we want to be friends with or we think look like they, they're going to be our friends and we get involved and we're like, mm, reverse, I got to get out of this situation. I got to get out of this friendship. This isn't working for me anymore. 
And taking the time to find real friends is hard. I am doing that right now. I've moved to a new town. Of course, I have my old friends, but it's sometimes hard to meet new friends, isn't it? And it's sometimes hard to trust people. And especially when we have alcoholism, at least for me, I don't trust people very easily. I just don't. And if somebody hurts me, I'm done right away. And I know that doesn't sound nice or Christian, but it's the truth. I just don't. I just, I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm really sensitive. I come off with this bravado. People are like, oh my God, she's this, she's that. And the reality is, is that I am a sensitive girl. I am. I'm a sensitive woman. And um, I get scared at times. And I don't like being in pain. I don't like my tooth hurting. I don't like feeling uncomfortable. I don't. I don't like it. And, um, but I don't pick up a drink, even though I don't feel comfortable. I find something else to do. So I walk my dog. And I told you I did that this morning and I got that nice text message and I looked at the ocean, which was amazing. There were a lot of people out there and I was really grateful. And we all have the outdoors to go to, no matter where you are in the world, you can go outside. So go outside and see what's outside your, go actually experiment what's outside your window. Take the time to look up at the sky. Breathe. I was listening to a meditation this morning and Deepak, who I watched this decoding Deepak from his son. We have to watch, you have to watch that decoding Deepak Chopra. It's interesting because it's his son's perspective of him. And his son's like, my dad thinks he's this Zen master, but he doesn't even know what his wife's doing or his grandchildren or his kids. He's like so busy about making money that he doesn't even pay attention to his, his family. It was very interesting, but I was listening. I was still listening to his meditation because I still like his meditations, even though I'm not putting him on a pedestal anymore. He's not going up here. He's just a regular guy. He's really good at meditations. I follow his meditations. I like him, but he's not better than me. And I got to keep saying that because sometimes I think because you have more money or whatever, I put you on a pedestal. I've got to stop. I'm working on it. But so he said that when you're breathing, so when I breathe to the count of eight, breathe in, And then I breathe out for eight. During that little 16 seconds, I didn't think about anything else but breathing. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about yesterday. I wasn't thinking about tomorrow. I wasn't thinking about what I have to do in five minutes. I wasn't thinking about anything. All I was thinking about was like, oh my gosh. Okay, I got one second. I got two seconds. Your brain doesn't think about anything else. If you're thinking about, if you're busy thinking about numbers and really breathing and feeling the breath go into your body all the way down to your toes, and then you breathe out and it comes all the way back from your toes, up your legs, up your torso, into your neck and out of your mouth. You're focusing on that. You're not focusing on the fact that you don't like yourself that you think that you're not good, that you think that you're bad. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about a number. You're thinking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, out. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. That's what you focus on. You don't focus on the thoughts. The thoughts don't matter. What matters is what 
you are doing in the moment to make yourself feel better? What is your blueprint? What makes you feel better? Is it that walk outside? Is it taking that breath? Is it just sitting, watching, daydreaming? You know, daydreaming is so important. Daydreaming is so important for us to daydream and think about what, I don't know, beautiful things. I just look at, I look at clouds and I'm like, what does that look like? What does that look like? Gosh, that looks like an elephant. I can see the elephant's tusk, you know, because sometimes there's a cloud that goes like this and has a tusk, comes up like, see, it's an elephant or whatever you want it to be. Snuckle up, snuffle up, I guess, the one from Sesame Street. It's taking the time to figure out your blueprint, figure out what makes you tick, figure out what you like rather than beating yourself up over the fact that you have a drinking problem. You have a drinking problem, you wanna get sober, reach out for help. You can email me, I promise I'm gonna email you back. I always email everybody back. And it's busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. Or you can just email me at Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, at elizabethchance.com. I'll get that too. Reach out, but don't pick up a drink. And um, I want to thank everybody that listens to my podcast and the people that write to me. It is, um, it's so nice to know when I get a message that somebody listens, that they like the message. Um, it keeps me going because I don't look at my analytics. People are like, how many people listen to your podcast? I'm like, I have no idea. I really have no idea. I only know if somebody writes to me. I know they have analytics on YouTube. So when I finish a video and it goes up on YouTube, they can tell me how many viewers I've had, but I don't even really look at that. I know, I don't think I'm, I, I don't know. I don't know how many people I'm hitting. I know that I am trying to help with the stigma associated with addiction. I'm trying to help everybody out there that's battling these, this horrible disease. I'm trying to help people fall in love with themselves because it's really hard. It is really hard. I'm trying to be like sober, not ashamed. You've got to be sober and not ashamed. Um, how are you going to do that? How are you going to fall in love with you? What are you going to do instead? As you can see, I paint. So I paint and I don't know if I'm good or bad. I just paint. Does it matter if I'm good or bad? Somebody might find that really beautiful. Some people might find that really ugly behind me. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the painting I'm talking about. And you, some people might like it and some people don't, but that's what makes horse races. You know, we're humans. We are not robots. We have opinions and we have beliefs and we have things that are important to us and to other people, it might not be important. But finding out what that is and if it's drinking or drugs that you need help with, pick up the phone, get some help, get on this new journey because getting busy living sober is all about getting busy living in the day, getting busy living in today. And uh, if you get one day, I think you need to celebrate yourself with an ice cream cone, maybe a brownie, maybe a cupcake, maybe a yogurt, maybe a piece of fruit, maybe something that you normally wouldn't do. Give yourself a gift. And if you get two days, do the same thing. And then just do it one day at a time. And if you have to say, I'm not going to drink today and I might drink tomorrow. And then you get to tomorrow and you say, I don't want to drink today. If I have a craving, 
I'm going to drink tomorrow. I'm just not going to do it today. And you're going to do whatever you have to do to stay away from the alcohol. Whatever you have to do, whatever your plan is. If you are married to somebody that drinks too much or your partner drinks too much, go to the laundromat. Go do something that's going to get you out of that house. And if you don't, take a bus, go for a walk, go spend an hour walking in your neighborhood. Just don't do the drink or the drug. Just don't. The other thing that I know a lot of people might, you know, not like that I'm going to say, but I'm going to tell you, if you get on your knees, get on your knees in your bedroom or in the bathroom or on the sidewalk and say, God, please help me. God, please help me. And God can stand for good orderly direction. It can stand for good um, group of drunks. It can be to a, an, a loved one that's passed away. It can be for to a grandparent, a grandfather, somebody you don't even know. Maybe it's to somebody you think is amazing that passed away. Whoever it is, get on your knees and say, help me stay sober. Because that is humbling. Bringing yourself down to your knees is humbling. It gives us the sense that, you know, there is something bigger. It's not human. Nothing is human that you're going to be a God to, okay? Nothing that's human. We can't put anybody above us human-wise. It's just something that's a spirit that's out there. And if we get on our knees and we say to that spirit, whatever it is, and you might not believe, just fake it, just fake it and ask that to help you stay sober one more day. I promise you it will help you. I promise you. You know, it's get that it's humbling. It's humbling getting on your knees. I don't want you to be humbled by somebody thinking that you're be better than or less than because you drink have a drinking problem. I want you to humble yourself by saying, I'm doing this for me. And I don't care what you think about me because what you think about me is none of my business, right? It's none of your business. Somebody told me that a long time ago. What somebody else thinks about me is none of my business unless they're going to tell me. And at that point, I still don't have to take it. <laughs> You know, it's for me to take or leave. I'm going to either pick it up and carry it around and say, you're right. You're exactly right. Or I'm going to apologize and say, I'm sorry. You feel that way about me. Good luck. God bless. That's normally what I say. Sorry. Feel like that about me. Good luck. God bless. But picking up something else besides drinking, doing, finding that thing, finding your own personal blueprint. What makes you tick? What's going to make you tick? What is it? If you want to tell me, you don't even know me. Maybe you do know me. Maybe you do know me, but you don't want me to know it's you. Or you do want me to know it's you. Just reach out. Don't do this alone. It's not worth it. There's so many people out there that want to help you. Reach out and get ask for help. And realize that you're sober and not ashamed. And that you want to get busy living sober. Okay, that's it for episode 249. I can't believe it's 249. Where is all this? So it's going to be 250 next time. Mm. All right, everybody, thanks for, again, supporting me. And if you like what you hear or watch, subscribe to my channel. Okay, until next time, keep getting busy, living sober. Bye-bye.